Welcome, everybody, to episode 92. Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it, and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, and now host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Shane Chapman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. This is episode 92. And uh, the only thing harder than coming up with topics is how to intro these things. Right. That's like you worry all about the topic. What's the topic going to be? What's the topic going to be? And you bust your brain to get that. And then you finally get it and you forget that there's more thinking to be done. Then it results in crappy intros like that. Because I don't know. I think the intro did what it was supposed to do. It was educational. Welcome the people there. Told them what what they could expect. Okay. 92. Welcome to episode episode 92. 92. Now. You, people aren't going to know this unless they've tuned into the live, which, which is Corey. nobody. Looks right like now. Corey. <laughs> There's only a couple people just that can one. handle doing this twice in a row on Thursday. And <laughs> not even Bryce signed in this time. He's yeah, just I'm like, just <laughs> good. <laughs> but we're doing a double back-to-back podcast today. They're going to be released whoa, a, whoa, week, whoa. a week apart. A double back-to-back? Yeah, yeah, we're doing back four podcasts. Four? Back-to-back. Because <laughs> uh, I'm taking off on holidays next week, and so... Where are you going? You mean this, this is number week. two? This oh, week. Oh, right. This week. This week. I'm on holidays right now. I just got back. Whoa. Actually, just got back from holidays. How was it? It was great. <laughs> Let's keep the time continuity here. Yeah. Did you see a bear? We just got back this afternoon. Oh, yeah. I didn't see any bears. No, I didn't see any bears. We got a staff barbecue. Yeah. You guys ready for staff barbecue tonight? Yeah. It's uh, what time's that at again? Right away. Four, I, five, well, I think. Five, I think. We'll get, over there, get this right, wrapped guys. up pretty quick. Okay. Do you think anybody will actually know? <laughs> no, it's like everybody's sitting at home being like, why do they think this is funny? I'm as confused as the next guy. Anyway, I'm going on holidays, so we're recording this one in advance and we're going to post it later. But um, we did just have last week, we had <laughs> last week, we had <laughs> Brandon Fuchs from NCC on, and the temperature of the room has finally gone down now that his nervous energy is out of here. Yep. And so it's comfortable in here again. Does feel cooler. It does feel cooler. He's a big body. I was like, he's also like, he probably just emits more heat than most people. Yeah, for sure he would. Like, anyways, I think we should keep him and put him in a desk across across from Juanita, so she doesn't have to run her heater all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the summer, Use him. Um, you're also going. We're. I'm going on a holiday next week. Last week I was on a holiday. You're. And you're about to go there. <laughs> yeah. This week, twenty fourth, twenty sixth. I don't know when I leave. Okay. I'm so confused. Well, we're trying to pretend like it's Saturday. So Shane just okay, got back from his now. holiday and okay. I'm about to go. And I'm about to tell Wade about all the great things we did because he's going roughly the same place and right. he can do all the things Make sure we you did. do them. I left a bottle of booze buried in the ditch outside of Invermere. It's for you. You'll <laughs> like You'll use look, your nose, you'll find. Look for the patch that hasn't grown in again. It's under there because I just left it there yesterday. Okay. Yeah, you're heading to the mountains. Yep. Everybody keeps asking, where are you going? And I keep saying the mountains because I have nothing planned yet. I leave in like 40 hours. <laughs> the plan is no plan. I mean, yeah. Okay. Gigs up. I haven't gone yet. But <laughs> <laughs> I leave soon on Saturday. I'm supposed to leave. and I haven't booked anything yet. So the plan is to get past Banff somewhere down the highway towards Radium Hot Springs in Vermeer area and then like do stuff. There. Once upon a time, JJ's family went on a holiday. In the States and their dad, John, did not plan. He was like, We'll just get to a town and then we'll we'll stay there. 
Yeah. I and they got to the town and there were no hotel rooms. And then they went to the next place and there was no hotel rooms. And went to the next place and there was no hotel rooms. And what happened was the family of four slept in the minivan and that would have been 30 years ago. They still talk about it. Best See? trip ever. Best trip ever. I was just going to say, <laughs> now you got memories and a story. <clears throat> I so. cannot tell you. You I would not be, even begin to tell you so much how shit. much shit <laughs> I would be in if we got there in a family of five, including a one-year-old baby, mm-hmm. was slept in the back in the truck. of your truck. I think you should do it. Roll There's the no dice. chance I'd, you'd be able to find the bottle of booze I buried and me buried beside <laughs> the bottle of booze. The booze would still be in hand. <laughs> it was like half gone. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it depends Anyways. on how efficient she is. <laughs> but I just like you should do it. You should roll the dice. Anyways, I don't think I should roll the dice. I'm gonna book them before we actually start driving. It's just gotta be like tonight or tomorrow. I'll book some Airbnbs or some hotels or something. I just like I'd book them on the way. COVID. I actually, I COVID think you'd times probably, you'd be fine right now. I 100. That's what I'm banking. You on. could get into any hotel. That's what I'm banking on. So what do you? We talked about this like I don't know a few days ago. And Bryce, you're. You think Airbnbs are better right now, or you think hotels are hotels, better? Hotels, hotels, 100%. You think hotels are safer? Yeah, I think you, they're Shane? held to a higher standard. So you guys have convinced me, because Fraser said the same thing. He's like, hotels are like, they are they are just, they're so, devoid of anything alive right now because they're just mm-hmm. cleaning and disinfecting like crazy. A couple of weeks so, ago, we went to Saskatoon for the manager meeting thing. Yep. And you had to wear a mask in the open space of Delta. So I don't imagine that's just like Delta Besbro. I believe that's probably Delta. A lot of hotels. Nationally. Worldwide. Yeah. So the problem though is that my wife wants like to have a room, a separate room for the little baby because we've done a holiday with a one-year-old before. And like if one same room, it's like not good. He's not going to make two. Hotel room wasn't (laughs) great unless there's a separate suite or separate bedroom. So she was kind of wanting like, she was wanting an Airbnb so we could be away from crowds and not be in the same hotel as a bunch of people. And because then there'd be multiple rooms or whatever for that reason. So I don't know. I'm going to book what's available because so the other argument, leaving in 40 hours. The other argument that could be made is that an Airbnb, they usually have cleaning supplies there. And That's so true. you can roll in. And if you're not comfortable with that, there's a washing, like there's a washing machine and a dryer and like you can do all the bedding and you can clean the whole place. And like you can go ahead and the, the last Airbnb that I stayed at in Saskatoon didn't have any tables though. What do you need oh. a table for? Oh, I don't know. Were you going to eat there? Yeah. Oh. There's no kitchen table. There We're was also no gonna side tables. There was no, and no toilet That's paper. Strange. I'm just going to roll into the hotel room, throw a bleach bomb in there, close the oh, door. Yeah. Shake it up, throw it in. Disinfected. Good to go. Baby sleeps in the tub. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. That's not the worst. On that's, your hoodie. Seriously. They're not going anywhere. Just that, don't turn the taps on. Like, I know that people are going to be like, you can't do that. Yes, That's you can. a really not. wise place to put a baby. Why can't you do that? They can't get out of there. It's super slippery. I mean, I feel like it's better than on the bed. Like Absolutely. There, it's way right? more dangerous on the bed. <laughs> oh, what if they just all, roll off? All you hear all night is little baby hands like streaking down the top. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get out. It's just a horror movie. I like... As soon as you remove the emotion from all of this stuff, it's super practical. It's the way to do it. Well, it kind of is because they're going to sleep in a playpen. You're going to, which is just a tub that can't hold water. Exactly. Yeah. So take yeah, the drain exactly. out. You'll be fine. Yeah. Just make sure the water doesn't turn on at night and you're good. Yeah. Anyways, um, let me know how that goes because that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's my yeah. idea. We have and a I comment in here that I'm trying to reach oh, with yeah. the Instagram uh, from TS Hockey Training. It says, love the show, boys. Hear nothing but great things about the service you guys provide in Regina. Well, thank you, sir. I don't know where you're from, but I uh, appreciate like that. Sounds yes. like Tennessee. 
No, no that'd be TN. No, no, no. It's like T- that's here. That's going to be hockey here. Where? Like you think TS that's like, hockey training? I think that's somebody in. Oh, Regina. that's like a business in Regina. It's a business in Regina. Well, shoot, there's their shutout. TS hockey training. Yeah, look it up. Uh, look it up. It's much more likely that there's hockey training in Regina than in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. What if it's, that's for certain? What if it's in Pants? Oh yeah, it should be in Pence. Hey, anybody that's it's listening? A, oh, because Hockeyville is that what it's in saying? Regina. Yeah. <laughs> Who's okay. the guy? Is it Babic that runs that? I don't know. I'm getting there. There's a so there's a power skating instructor, personal coach. Jesus, Babic has taken a wicked sorry and wicked he, turn to irrelevance. For anybody we just built to this. Uh, no wait. Babic uh, is doing a louver roof system. He's doing a structured louver roof system, and Posh Patios is putting it up for him. It doesn't put his name anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Nobody knows Babic or Pence, so okay. Just so you know, Mom, I'm working on something very, very big, very important. You're going to be very proud. It's the world news. Figured we save ourselves from ourselves there and get the worldly news started up. Do you know how many news articles I had to find today? <laughs> yeah, you were all over the world trying to find them for last weekend and this week. Yeah, so these are going to be a little old then, I guess, if anybody is oh, that's looking okay. for the world. Hey, news. good news is good news doesn't matter when it happened. So, as I'm concerned, the first article of the day, two men robbed a convenience store wearing watermelon rind disguises. Ooh, that's a local story for sure. They were Rough Rider uh, fans. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was. They must be in Virginia, though, because that's where (laughs) they robbed the store. Two Rider fans went from here all the way to Virginia. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was trying to go. (laughs) To rob a store? That seems like a lot of effort. Why would this rob a local store? And dangerous too. So COVID, yeah, they catch a plane. Again, everybody that's listening to us has no idea what it is. If you like for so the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the Canadian Football League, much like the Green Bay Packers fans who wear cheese, cheese on their heads. heads. Here people wear watermelons on their heads because they're green and that's green is the color and that's watermelon the sugar. High. So that's where that joke like comes that? in. Yeah. So a lot um, of a lot of people thought it was ridiculous because of the amount of work you would have to do to actually hollow out a watermelon and put it on your head. So what yeah, to, yeah it's they not have, that much work it turns out because we do it here all the time. Or it's, it's Saturday. Like, it was full, full face, face match, they like they cut out eye holes. eye holes. That's really funny. That's really creative too. Solid. How could you even be mad if you're being robbed by a guy in a watermelon hat? I don't know. Um I'd be a little confused. You're being robbed. What were they robbing? A convenience store. Wonder what they like, yeah, probably okay. cash, yeah, and smokes, or cash bu- and smokes, or bubble and alcohol. States, like it's alcohol down Lots there, alcohol down. guns. <laughs> nope. Okay, there okay. would have been no guns there. Sounds the, good. The story would have been like it's been two weird. men with watermelons on their head got shot. We've been on a pretty good streak of no cocaine in the news. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, I did watch the the business of drugs last night. Mm. Is that a solid Netflix documentary? Oh yeah, I've seen that one. I've passed by it a few times. Yeah. I should watch it. You should watch it. At least the cocaine episode. As an entrepreneur, is As it like an, opportunities? Well, it does talk about some like compl- or controlling the entire supply chain. Yes, like drugs is built like like IKEA. Yep, IKEA owns the forests and the mills and the everything. Is that they true? Own it yeah. all. IKEA owns all their stuff. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And also, cocaine is apparently the most stable product in all of economic history for price. Really? Yeah. Better than gold. 20, no. For the last 45 years, it has been at about $100 for a gram. Interesting. So, and purchase, mm. adjusted that's per, for that's inflation and purchase, no inflation. So, it's gotten cheaper over the years. Technically, yeah. A lot cheaper, yeah, but they, easier to produce now. Why right? isn't everybody doing this? They're producing it faster and better. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there's a there's a there's a guy on that show talking about how he his dad did it, sold cocaine, and he does it too, but he keeps it under so that if he gets caught, he doesn't go to prison for twenty five years. Oh yeah, keeps it goes for volume, like he, yeah, like if you get caught with more than a kilo of cocaine, your prison time goes up to like twenty five or thirty years. But if it's under that, it's like a slap on the wrist, a misdemeanor, or three years. I see. Hmm. Okay. Well, why don't all why don't they all just do that then? Agreed. Yeah. So DMV sends Tennessee woman an ID with a photo of an empty chair instead of her face. (laughs) Someone missed, mistook the picture and it was just the empty chair and they sent it off to her. I'd love to present that one to the cop that pulled you over. Here I am. I was wearing my invisible suit this day. Exactly. That's me right there. Yeah. Looked a little pale that day. So that was that it's one. like our solid edge clamshell that we deliver to people. You don't? It's invisible. It's missing. <laughs> okay, last story. Da-da-da. Sausage vending machines are booming in Germany right now. Oh hell yeah. Would you buy a wiener out of a vending machine? Yep. <laughs> what about what about four? Yep. Four what? A oh, pack yeah. of four wieners. Bratwurst. Yeah. Bratwurst. Sausage. So the it's Full a refrigerated salami. vending machine that you just like you just buy I think they're cooked already? Yeah. Can I that eat like, that? Are you buying that for dinner? I mean, yeah. Or is that like a snackable now? Both. You can buy pre-smoked and... So they're blowing up in Germany because something COVID related or just because it's like that's a trend that was happening regardless of I COVID. feel like it was just a trend that, that was happening. Who knew that Germans liked sausage, right? Oh, you can also <laughs> buy potato salad. You can have your whole picnic out of a convenience. Interesting. I feel like vending machines are kind of on the way out. It seems like a weird delivery method for meals now. Like, Except you don't have to deal with anybody. Right? I was like, boy, I think they're strong. I feel like we should start I'm a vending like machine getting company. closer and closer to not wanting to talk to people, period. Right, which is Even why everybody this loves like skip the dishes and whatnot and like Grubhub and all that crap because you don't have to actually exchange money or talk to people. It's just like they show up and give it to you. I feel like that. that's why I was questioning that. I was like, that seems like going backwards a little bit for mm-hmm. that to be blowing up. Maybe Germany doesn't have a food delivery service yet. Don't you know. don't think that there's there, Uber Eats in Germany? Yeah, it's Uber. No, possibly not. It's only been around. I feel like Uber countries. sounds like the most German word. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have dots over the U. It's the only yeah, so have Uber. Uber. I think it was invented there. Quite possibly. Okay, that's it. All right, that's it. That was a double sausage. Uh, a sausage vending machine. End with the sausage. This episode has literally so far been a sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo! And on that note, <clears throat> oh, there's two people. Yeah, it's a like you don't do back to back podcasts on Thursday afternoon. There's like the crowd and oh, it's growing. Crowd on the yeah, well, that's because you joined. <laughs> the crowd on the Instagram is weak today. So, um, topic today we're talking about top ten don'ts, and this is from the homeowner's perspective. Top 10 things they should not do when they're shopping for their deck. Don't do this. Don't. Do not. Do not. Listen, there's some things you can do when you're shopping for a deck, and there's 10 things you definitely should not do. These are the 10. There's many out there, okay? There's many out there that you can... There's there's there's, there's probably 11 or 12. There, there's many good reasons that you should not, not do these things when you're building a deck. Listen, sometimes it's actually... <laughs> I feel like we should do always do one warm up podcast. Do you practice that at home? <laughs> like in the evenings and stuff, you like look at you look at your kid and you're like, 
only through Very proxy just by watching the news. I don't watch the news anymore. I'm pretty much done. Pretty but much you want to be careful news. with if you're building a huge deck, especially <clears throat> you're gonna not want to use ten things. Uh, so these are ten, just like this, tips to make sure that your life goes easier. Okay, we know we that's all the whole know. idea of. All That's in the industry, we all know that building a deck is an expensive and stressful endeavor for a lot of people. These things, if you avoid doing these 10 things, are going to make your life less stressful during and after the project. Yep. Okay. And these are, uh, and these are also, I think, probably 10 things that uh, homeowners commonly fall into these things. And maybe for just, a, maybe because they don't know why they shouldn't. So here we go. Okay. Like you're welcome that we decided to do this podcast today. <clears throat> you can make your life easier. I was actually, this list was inspired by my trip because there was 10 things I learned during my trip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't do these. Oh, you know what else we shouldn't do is build decks this way. So number one, Wade, is don't fall. And I want to reiterate this. This is a homeowner episode. Listen to this. Okay. This is for the contractors to teach the homeowners. Don't fall for cheap products. Number one. I'm most passionate about this one, I think, on this list. Why would you open with the most passionate? Because you think you'd be out of energy by the end. Because Yes. I'm tired. This is podcast number two. I'm going to, like, by 10, it'll be like, don't, I don't give a shit what you do. But number, so number one. <laughs> Build it out of banana peels. <laughs> Sounds fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't. What? But it's slippery. Care. Not as slippery as. <laughs> <laughs> so number one is don't fall for cheap products. What I'm referring to here is it's, it's obviously enticing to try to save money when you're building your deck. I don't personally excel at saving money. That's not one of the strong things I do in my life. Yeah, me neither, but it's not because I'm trying <laughs> to be overly cheap on my deck. Like I like to spend money, but my deck isn't made of the most expensive decking, nor is yours, right? At the time we both chose what was at the time, the entry level products from mm -hmm. both the brands that we have. You could argue it was a mid level on both of us, both of our yeah. decks. Well, because yours is now, but at the time you did it, it was the, no, but there was, was always stuff at the box stores. Sure. Cheap, yeah. cheap speed hole, awful wood grain peel and yeah. And so sea can garbage. <laughs> Certain. How do you feel about those? Turns out I hate that stuff too. Quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the there's we're not saying that you have to buy the best product in the market and spend all of the money. That's not what we're saying. At Unless all. you shop at the ultimate deck shop and then you need to spend all of the money and buy the best products and leave here poor. Right, because Papa's gotta eat. Papa Papa's gotta eat. Now, what we're saying is like you can you can save money to a certain extent. Wiener water soup. <laughs> Out of a vending machine. You keep this up. Yep. It's okay to save money, but make sure that you're still buying a reputable product that has that is backed by a good company and a good warranty and has a track record out there. Yeah. What we're saying is like it's okay to save money by buying a lesser expensive Trex board, but it's not okay to buy a trash deck board because it's a little bit less. Are we money. allowed to say names on here? Do you think we're allowed to like name drop? Don't buy. I wouldn't I wouldn't say names of any like because I'm not specifically talking about one brand that's bad. I'm saying there's a lot of bad products out there. Typically, they are imported from an Asian market where there just isn't quality controls and they aren't in being installed over there in the same climate they're being installed here. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just different. They're being made to be cheap, cheap, cheap deck boards because they know there's a gigantic market of people who want to do a composite deck but can't afford much more than the price of treated lumber. And so they don't 
really care how long gonna, it lasts. I think I'm going to say it. Don't say it. They don't care how long it lasts. <laughs> they just want to put out a technically composite deck board at a price that's damn near the cost of treated at whatever expense they don't care. Right? So the product is there because people will buy it up. Yep. So if you're walking into Home Depot and you see a composite deck board in the States for a dollar a linear foot, it's like, which right now treated lumber down there apparently is about two bucks a linear foot for five quarter. You better do wow. some research and make sure that like what it is, because chances are it's garbage. Mm-hmm. It's imported, Chinese made, super low cost, super low quality composite deck boards. They're junk. But you don't have to stain it. Because there won't be left anything left to stain in three garbage. years. Disintegrated. Anyway, that's what we're getting after here. It's like saving money is okay to a certain point, but don't be cheap. Save money to be frugal, but still buy a good quality product. Yep. So you don't have to buy the Cadillac, but still get into, you know, GMC, Chevy or GMC. Don't go into some like, I don't know. I don't know what the, I have a Kia. I like my Kia. I have a Kia too. I wouldn't have done that. I would say don't do that. Kia has been great. Yeah. And the president is now, he was from Audi. Okay. Anyway, good thing I didn't say the name of the decking. I would have got crucified for that. <laughs> Lots of bad products. Be careful. Choose <laughs> I the brands. One car, and both <laughs> you guys have. I was like, well, <laughs> shit. Choose the brands that have a good history. That's Trex. That's you know Trex, Fibron, TimberTech, Decorators. Like, there's lots of basically North American made brands, and just because it's North American made doesn't mean it's perfect either. There's some probably some junk out there too, but stick mm-hmm. with something that has a history people are comfortable with, has a warranty. They've been around a long time. They have a backing. Um, that way, if there is for some reason some sort of issue with it, there's somebody to call because the stuff you're buying for a buck at the box stores, there's nobody to call. Yep. And we deal with it every day, replacing those decks with better quality stuff now, and that's way more money to do it twice. Yep. So stay away from the cheap products. Keep another, on preaching. Another thing that's happened here in our market is that there's been cheap, cheap aluminum rail companies. Oh yeah. That have operated here for the last couple of years and people have been duped into getting it. It's cheap. It's imported. And you know, they, it's easy to say like, Oh, aluminum is aluminum and powder coating is powder coating, but that's not the case. It's not as high quality as some of the better products from Regal or Fortress or anybody else. But the problem is so cheap that both those companies have gone out of business this year. Last year slash this year. Yeah. So now we have people coming in saying like, well, we tried to we have to go get more of this rail, but where, where are these guys? It's like, they're out of business. They're gone. You can't get it anymore. Yep. So you like, even if the railing held up, okay, now you can't source more parts because it was so cheap. Nobody could make money at it and they're gone now. Yep. And you're not getting more from China. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. You want to do a set of steps. Good. You have to order a sea can full of it. Yep. I feel like if you just like have better expectations when you get into shit like that. Yeah. 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 Like, um, we have a question here. I don't know. People are asking things that they shouldn't be asking here. Like Evan, there is one up top, but I don't know if you want to where way up top. Can you suggest a dealer? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I was just looking at that one. Can you suggest a dealer for decorators voyage line in Southern California? No one seems to stick to the voyage line. Looking at Kaya or however you spell it. Thanks. <laughs> uh, we encourage questions on the podcast. I don't know that these are the kind. <laughs> like, uh, reach out to decorators and ask who the suppliers are. I don't know who's the suppliers down there. But anyway, okay, so number two, do not, don't be afraid of the permit. 
And the context behind this is that we have a lot of people, especially locally, that are afraid of getting permit because they have this fear of what it's going to do to their I property taxes. I don't know that it's locally. I think it's everybody. Well, it could be everywhere. I'm speaking from mm-hmm. my experience, which is locally. I don't know if it's the same everywhere. If right. It I see. affects taxes everywhere the same way. I don't know. <laughs> but here, people are like, well, I don't know if I want to get a permit because my, my property taxes will go up. Or they're just scared of the process of getting I think one. they're scared of the process. And then they're using the property tax as an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's like... Well, because it's a lot easier. You seem more accepted if you say that you don't want to incur an expense. People are less likely to judge you if you say, I don't want to pay more taxes. Nobody likes paying taxes. Right. Then to say, I'm incompetent and I don't understand how to get a permit. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, so whether it's, in, it, <laughs> nope, it's not whether they want to pay tax or not. It's like they're afraid of it. They're afraid of the process and they don't want to admit that they're like intimidated by that. And that's okay. Don't be intimidated by it. It's not that bad. Somebody will know how to do that. Your contractor will know. Somebody at the store will know. Like one of your specialty stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, I do think there probably is a chunk of people that are afraid because of the unknown about what it does to taxes because nobody can give you a straight answer on that either. $7. Right? It's like we talk to the city. <laughs> straight up. Straight up seven. Now. And tell them and take it there and then grind them. Go grind the tax man yeah. and tell him. Well, I'm only paying Will seven. Will you do it for four? <laughs> yeah. So we've we've tried to reach out to the city of Regina to say like, what does this actually do to your property taxes? Because that's the pushback we get. People don't want to get permits because they're worried about what it's going to do their, to their um, property taxes. What does it do? And the only there's no I don't know what the formula is, but what they've said to us the one time that we got an answer was the cost the pro, the property tax tax increase of adding a garage to your house is like $20 a year and a deck is less than that Mm -hmm. is what basically verbatim what they've told us. So, so how did they calculate it? Well, that's the thing. (laughs) Clearly, right. Exactly. Really bugs me is they won't give you an answer, but somebody less than $20. It's about, it's about seven. I like, I hate bureaucracy so much. Do you? Yep. Tell me more. I can't. (laughs) You already know it all. And so, there's a formula. Somebody has the formula. Yeah. Just give me the formula. Right. Because exactly. then I can tell somebody and then the homeowner will be like, oh, it cost me $6.75 a year. That, it makes no difference to me. No. Please pull a permit so that when I go to sell my house, I don't have to jump through all these hoops on a deck that's already built and then actually add a beam somewhere else because it turns out I didn't build it properly because I didn't want to get a permit because you're going to have a huge headache yeah. after. So the moral of the story from the city here was... <sighs> It's such a like minuscule adjustment to your property taxes that it's not worth worrying about. Like it's it's next to nothing. It's a couple dollars a month, if mu- if if that. If that. There, I guess the place where it could also impact you potentially is your home insurance. Now you've got the accessory building that also would need to be covered under your home insurance. But why wouldn't you want it to be covered under your home insurance? Oh yeah, that's right. If your something house. happened to it, if a tree blows over, which is a very one of our contractors had a tree blow over and smash his deck apart and his fence. Mm-hmm. So I assume if that. Um, deck is attached to your house and was permitted and has insurance covering that aspect as well, you would have insurance money to then replace the deck. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be way cheaper than getting a trampoline and then telling your insurance company about it. Yep. You get a trampoline in your backyard and it's like, it's an extra like $150 a month. Yeah. For insurance, for a trampoline? Just because, yeah, if you have a trampoline or a pool. Yeah, people die. And then you tell them. Yep. Don't. Yeah, and that's so that's what happens. Nobody, yeah. they don't tell them exactly. Strange. Okay, so and and then the permit process—it's not that like it. Actually, we shouldn't say that. It's different everywhere. 
check with your local place, whatever, but don't be scared of getting one just because you fear the process of actually applying for it. Like you can, some, there's people out there that can help you. Many places that require permits, many, permit many. offices, <laughs> permit offices will have like a, uh, instruction sheet on how to do it, what they're looking for, et cetera. So don't be afraid of the permit because it can come back to bite you a doing a permit's going to ensure that you're not encroaching on any potential easements or setbacks so that you're like legally allowed to build it where you're building it. And it's going to make sure that you follow the proper uh, building codes to make sure it's built properly. And the times that may come up to bite you is that if you don't do it and then you go to sell your house, a lot of times people, potential buyers will want to know that it was permitted and that it's because that gives them peace of mind that it was built properly Correct. and whatever else. And if you don't have it, that's like, it's a red flag for people. So it may come back yeah. to bite you then. And then if you, if they say, okay, sale conditional on deck getting an approved permit and it wasn't built, all of a sudden you find out you did build it on an easement. Mm-hmm. Now you can't sell the house. Yep. Or you, you have tear to tear that off. To, yeah. Or you have modify to the deck. Like it, yeah. you think applying for it's kind of a pain in the butt. You ain't seen nothing yet, son. <laughs> yeah. So just go through the process and get the permit. Okay. Uh, comment here. TC Dex says, I don't like permits because number one, people are cheap and I don't and don't want to pay extra fees and engineering costs. Number two is none of the city's damn business. And number three, inspectors suck. So, so I can agree. Read about number three. I can agree with number three. I, I was, agree with all of them, I think. Yeah, people are cheap. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, the fee's kind of crappy. But I don't understand uh, why it, it shouldn't be any of the city's damn business. I don't understand that. And the inspectors do suck. So, As a contractor, though, wouldn't it be better to get a permit for, like, a bunch of reasons? No. So here's, here is my, one of my... I would say yes, Whoa. but I'm willing to hear you out yeah. on this. When I retire oh, yeah. <laughs> from the Ultimate Deck Shop, when I retire from the Ultimate Deck Shop, my goal then will be to light up inspectors. And I'm going to, yep. <laughs> so what I don't like Vigilante about, Wade. Vigilante <laughs> Wade. I'm making friends today. <laughs> I want to name the brands. Can I name the brands? I want to name the brands. <laughs> Here's all the people that suck. Oh, and these inspectors are going to write an article calling them all out too. So my biggest pet peeve about the permit process is that you have to abide by these guidelines. And then if you do, and you do everything that they ask you to do, and then the deck fails and falls off the house, the liability still falls on the contractor. Mm -hmm. And I think that is absolute bullshit. I think if you're an inspector and you want to put that on there and you tell me how I have to build the house and or build the deck and do all that stuff, then you're liable. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like that liability, don't be an inspector. Mm -hmm. Don't get that job. And so right now there's like this, just this, I don't know what it is. I don't know how they've done this, but they've made it so that you, that the inspectors are not liable no matter what. And so that, what is the point of going through that process? I want to change that. I actually want to like, I want that to mean something. When somebody stamps a plan, the engineer, like they get sued because Mm -hmm. they stamped it and they said, this is, I approve this. And so when an inspector signs off on a deck and they like sign their name to it, I want that to be on that person. Mm -hmm. Maybe it doesn't last. Like it doesn't follow them forever. Maybe there's like a 10 year thing, but it's like, sure. It should go back to the city. Somebody, but it's like, if, if Shane is an inspector and he signs off on it, that means he crawled under the deck and checked Mm -hmm. that the ledger connection was correct and checked that the hanger fasteners were proper. And if that deck falls down, you should be able to open the file up and be like, which inspector mailed it in that day? Oh, this guy did. Dude, 
you're going to court. Why? Because you didn't inspect this deck. That somebody fell and died because you didn't do your job properly. Not the contractor. He followed all the rules. Or should have been caught not following the rules. Mm-hmm. Right? So Yeah. So you would rather see like deck falls off a house, there's just multiple parties at fault. The contractor would share some responsibility with the inspector, with the yes. city, with the engineer, with everybody. Yep. Because you, what happens right now... Because everybody absolves the, their liability along the way until the contractor, and then he doesn't have any way to do that, right? Like, the engineer stamps the plans, is like, yeah, these are stamped, but if anything happens, yeah, not, not my, my fault. Not, my, not fault. my fault. City's like, yeah, we'll take the money. Yeah, we'll check it out. It looks like it's built right. Oh, yeah, we did the inspection, but if it's not, it's not my fault. But, and then the contractor builds it and is like, he can also say, like, if something happens, not my fault, but it is. Like, he's the one, he's the first man, like, first line of defense... Right, but then if if the engineer drew the plans and said, this is the nailing pattern, and the inspector shows up and the deck isn't framed at that nailing pattern, then it's the inspector's job to tell the contractor to fix the nailing pattern. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah, should, yeah, it is. It is. Not should be, it is his job. It is his job. Yeah. And so if he documents that he or she did that, and then the contractor did not fix the nailing pattern, contractor's fault, sue him. Mm-hmm. But if it is nailing pattern is this, no documentation that something was to be changed. The deck builder used yeah. uh, number eight screws to put the hanger fasteners on and the inspector check mark signed off on the hanger connection. Not the contractor's fault. Well, half contractor's fault, half inspector's fault because you didn't catch it and you didn't change it. And so half contractor because he actually performed the task wrong. Half inspector, none of the engineer. Mm-hmm. So how there's some there's some situations though where it may be impossible to inspect. I guess then you're saying that would come back on the on the contractor. But like for example, let's say the ledger board was attached with the proper fasteners. Yep. And so from a visual inspection, it's like it's good. There there are two, you know, structural legs, every whatever. But let's say that the guy that installed them actually missed any structure within the house, so it's not actually connected properly, but from a visual inspection, there's no way to tell that it's not. Or they like wedge anchored into the side of the house, but they use too short of a wedge anchor, but you can't see. There's no identifier on the bolt that says this is a five and a half right. inch wedge anchor or something like that. Inspector looks, he's like, yep, it's wedge anchored on, but turns out he only used three inch anchors. Yep. Then what? So I believe that if the deck has fallen. If that's deemed to be the cause of the failure, then that would that would have to be the contractor, right? That right. Like, so they inspected, they were ins- there. The inspector saw that there was something there, so they're off the hook. Engineer called for five inch and contractor used three inch yep, on fault. the contractor. Yep. Engineer called for three inch, contractor used three inch, deck fell, shared responsibility. Yep. Okay. It's like, oh, H- you're reading any of those? I'm trying to read and see if there were comments I should speak out loud on. Yep. Okay. Like uh, OHNS showing up. Yeah, I'm not sure. So Lumberjacks Danny says it's like OHS showing up. The liability should be escalated. Yeah, and so it should it it should follow along. Like it should go back to whoever makes a mistake. So if OHS shows up and you're not wearing a hard hat, you get a hard hat fine, but you work for me, then I as a company get a fine too. Because Yeah, I, that's one that bugs me too. This is we're getting off topic now a bit, but that bugs me too why? a little bit. Because you could train and train and train a guy to wear his freaking hat hard hat, but you can't be sitting there babysitting him all the time. But it goes back. And they shouldn't need to be supervised like a child all the time. At yeah. some point, mm-hmm. like, guy goes out to site, decides not to throw his hat on during something. 
and then you want to find the company four times more than the the guys find typically four or five times more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but if you did everything you could do, you you can't babysit the guy to make sure he throws on his hard hat. Yeah, but he's he's not. I, oh, we, I muted you because you were like moving around, so I like okay. muted you off. You're Thanks. Good to go now. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. So if you're not like. He's not doing his job and wearing his hard hat a few times. You got to can him. Right. Right. But what happens the first, like if you, so let's say. It's a, unlikely say, he got caught unlikely. on the very first Let's time. say a roofing company. I don't know how these fines work. I've never been nailed for the fine. Maybe there, maybe there is a way out for the company to be like, nope, here's our proof that we went through all the training and he was trained and maybe you can get out of the fine. I don't know. But well, yeah, but let's say a roofing company, they've all got their fall protection harnesses. They were provided by the company. They were paid. They were trained to use them. They, whatever, did random inspections and checked. Like they did all, everything within their power to make sure that their employees were wearing those. But at the end of the day, you send out a crew to roof a house. You can't have like a paid supervisor sit there and watch them do it to make sure nobody unhooks at some point and falls off the roof. Mm -hmm. So if buddy decides like, Oh, I I just had my lunch and I'm not going to hook back up goes up there, falls off the roof. He gets a fine for not wearing his fall protection or having an anchor properly. And the company gets nailed for a thousand bucks too, because like at some point the employee has to be a hundred percent responsible for their actions at some point too. Right. And so I think that my argument on this is that you, you can like, you can pin this entirely upon the contractor, a deck inspection. If the deck fails, it is possible that it can all be pinned on the contractor. I just don't think that it should always be pinned on the contractor every time. Engineers, for some reason, seem to be able to get out of all of these problems because they tell you how to fasten it and almost nobody follows their instruction. Nailing pattern of this, bolting pattern of that, and nobody like nails that perfectly. And if they don't nail it perfectly, then the engineer's like, you didn't do it the way I said, so I'm off the hook. Well, yeah. there's and no error in engineers. Correct, right? right? And so that, but anyways, I'm, we're not, I'm not between engineers and contractors. There is a possibility in our, this scenario we're talking about that somebody can be held 100% responsible and this contractor almost always is. I just think that if they're going to do inspections, they should also be able to share in that liability. Yep. I don't but disagree. Much like OHS and much like the business, if the if the inspector was able to prove all of that stuff and check all of the boxes and say that they did the inspections and asked the contractor to make the changes and the changes didn't happen, then then the deck wouldn't have got a final inspection. It wouldn't be passed, right? Mm-hmm. And then you would Yeah. Right. Anyways. Yep. So right now it's super relaxed to get permits and nobody gives Two diddles, so just go ahead and get one. Yeah. Because it doesn't, nobody's going to get in trouble. Lumberjacks Danny says, can't believe I'm saying this, but I 100% agree with Wade. Because I'm a smart dude. I don't know which part he's agreeing with. All of it. Yeah, just that there should, like, it should go back. The city should have some liability. The city should If you want to be involved in the process of making sure the deck is safe, then you also accept the responsibility of making sure the deck is safe. How are we going to get people in the city? Especially when you're charging. To listen to this podcast. Charging to do it. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah, they charge 120 bucks or whatever yeah. it is. You like, could maybe say like, this is a voluntary service that we're offering as a good deed, <laughs> but we don't accept responsibility. This is just a friendly check. Uh, get those guys out here. Um, 
But if you're going to charge a fee for that service, yep. then you're accepting some responsibility, I think. In case you don't know what a diddle is, a, a diddle is another word for I was going to swear and didn't want to swear on here. So I just <laughs> I said diddle instead of a... <laughs> What's a diddle? Cuss word. This is one of those scenarios where something gets played back later and I was like, I don't even remember saying that. I already don't even remember saying that and it happened oh, I 20 did. seconds I said ago. it. Oh, you said like, it? I yeah, don't give two it. diddles. And it was like, what oh. I actually wanted to say was, I don't give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> But I just thought I was like, anyway. I shouldn't swear as much as I do. And I then thought I, I like, called that incoming call a diddle. Just got to get rid of this diddle here. No, 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 no. Um, do you, we'll get off topic again here a little bit. Weird as if we were even on topic. Shits, the word shit. Yeah. Do you, there's that like a uh, vocabulary thing where it's like the word <laughs> shit in the English language can be used in so many different ways. It's yeah. Really, and they're all contrary they're to each like other. It's like verbs and nouns yeah. and adjectives. Your shit means you're a, you're a terrible person, but you're the shit means you're a great <laughs> you're person. A great it's person. like all these different things. And it's like <laughs> the most universal word in the, in the entire language. Fantastic. Number three is don't choose the cheapest contractor. So this is also like, and this is a lack of, sometimes this is like your own undoing. You are just being cheap. And so therefore you're buying the cheapest of cheaper and then you deserve it. You're like, you deserve to have a shitty deck because you bought the cheapest product and you yep. picked the cheapest contractor to do it and you cheapest. Order. But sometimes it's lack of not understanding or education about why that one's more money than the other one. And we did that podcast that was like, here's why your quotes higher. Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. are all the reasons. Mm -hmm. But if you are the person who does their homework and decides to go and gets three or four quotes from different tech and contractors. A lot of people's instinct is to just pick the truth. The reason they're doing three or four quotes is to find out who's the cheapest. Right. But that's going to burn you more times than not. Yeah. You should pick the middle guy. It should be like, you're probably safe with the middle guy. Right. Mm -hmm. But what even more you should find out is then go back. Don't stop there. Don't have three or four companies come over give you quotes, you get quotes, then you make decision. No, 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 no. Understand what's in each quote. Because mm -hmm. likely if the price is much different, you're not being quoted the same thing. A deck is not a deck. Yep. There's not just a generic price for a deck square foot. There's a million. That's like saying you go get three quotes for a car. Yeah. And it's like, well, why is this one 27? This one's 54 and this one's 128. It's like, well, you're comparing a Cavalier to a Camaro to a mm -hmm. whatever. Maserati. Like, right. Like a car is not a car and a deck is not a deck. So you got to understand that there's different levels of quality. There's different features and details can be put into it. There's different level of finishes. There's different like products that can go on it. Like stairs. <laughs> or like uh, there's a ton of different things that could or could not be included. Mm -hmm. So what's bound to burn you is cheap in the, choosing mm -hmm. the cheapest guy because... I, did, it's you not, catch, did you catch that reference? The stairs? Did you catch that reference? I did. And actually, okay. I know what you're referencing, and that homeowner is in here right now. No way. Yep. Mr. Mr. Timio. That was his deck. I remember way back when there was like, there was a couple quotes, one be mine, one guy didn't include stairs and lights and everything else. So that's, I wasn't sure if you knew that or not, but, um, and he's got a comment here. So let's pull yeah. this up here. <laughs> What's Timio a diddle? Is that says, Canadian? If I buy a house with an unsafe structure that passed building code inspection, I would be loaded. Yep. But he meant to say pissed, but you'd be loaded too. Cause you'd be so mad you'd drink <laughs> yeah. and then you would be loaded. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just like somebody has to have some responsibility. The cheapest that. guy okay. is not the cheapest because he's found out a way to be the cheapest and yeah. still provide like he, <laughs> it doesn't mean he's the most efficient that he can build the same quality product and everything way faster. So therefore he charges less. No, it's more likely because he doesn't know what he's doing as much as the other guys. Doesn't know what's in, what's entailed in putting together a proper, complete quote and a scope of work, or he's just not quoting 
in the same things that the other guys are quoting in. Mm-hmm. You talking? may have asked for a lighting package and he may not have put that in there. We mm-hmm. Or whatever, right? Talk to that one customer that was in this morning as a contractor and he's like, when this all slows down, this year is like kind of over, we get into the winter, I want to come in and sit down and talk to you guys about like possibly doing some estimates. And what he wants from us is he wants us to go through the estimating process with him because he just finished a project and he was like, I like... I ate my shirt on that one. He was like, mm. I made a huge mistake. I didn't understand what I was getting into. The deck was on the edge of a hill and it turned out it was like quite sloped and there was a whole bunch of extra work involved in that because it was higher than I originally anticipated. And he was like... And well, so, and I think he basically, he I mean, was for like, his stairs, I think he, I don't know how his measurement was so off, but I think what might have happened is that he measured how high the deck was at where the, the deck was yeah. and not where the stairs are going to land. But because it was on a slope uh, like this, he thought the stairs are going to be like seven feet down. Like turns out they were a seven foot run feet. Turns out it was like nine feet to a landing turn and go down another. Like he was way off. Yeah. <laughs> right? Built a second and that just deck. comes from a little bit of a lack of experience. So he would have quoted, you know, for that railing job, maybe he quoted like three grand all in to supply an install. And the next guy who does have more experience and quoted that properly might have been $5,000 or seven. And you look at it and be like, well, three versus five, it's just a railing job. It's the same components. It's probably the same brand of rail. Well, of course I'm going to go with the guy that's three grand because the other guy's clearly trying to burn me. He's going to make what? $2,500 in installing. Mm-hmm. Nope. First guy missed a whole bunch of stuff. You're getting that bill later. Mm -hmm. it's gonna be five grand it's just that now that you've had your hopes raised and then crushed at the end and we're like i guess i could have went with it yeah so just don't go with the cheapest guy yeah the cheapest guy doesn't know maybe this is the one i'm most passionate about even i'm pretty passionate about all of them so far it's just gonna burn you we've seen it over and over and over and over again choosing the cheapest guy and it's maybe not the the guys it's maybe not that he it's ill-intended he just might he just doesn't understand. It might not be. Right. And so don't go to the high guy and ask him to be the price of the cheap guy. Go to the low guy and be like, why are so, why are so effing low? What are you not exactly? You missed something because everybody else, everybody. You're 14,000. You're 14,000. Another guy's, <laughs> another guy's 20, another guy's 22. Bryce and I are trying to rap here. Would you stop hey, yeah, Everybody in the club getting tipsy. <laughs> Let's go. Back Let's at the go. Holiday Let's Inn. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Timmy's loaded. Everybody in the club's trying to get tipsy. <laughs> anyway, no? okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like I know we should move on, but I just I can't harp on that one enough to because I always love your point that you just said. You're always like, why does everybody go and ask the high guy to be less? Why don't they go ask the low guy why he's so much cheaper? Yeah, because they want to save. They want to save the money. They yeah. don't want to. They would rather not know. Yeah, right. The high guy's high for a reason. For a couple reasons. Because it's probably. legal now. Well, it's very, very. <laughs> Very rare this one. that he's high because he's trying to screw you. Right. He's charging for what he's worth more often than not. It's right. very rare that somebody's going to... Because scammers don't scam you by charging more than everybody else. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's never the case. Scammers are too good to be true, which means they're low mm-hmm. to get you to say yes, and then they're going to screw you. Yeah. It's not the guy that's charging more. Yep. So, good. Anyway. Okay. Uh, we got some comments. Ooh, we should probably we get got some, we got some people, got people fired up, heated here. up in yeah. here. Um, precision construction, Scott, getting it on a Thursday. Hey, fishes, fellas. <laughs> getting, Is that supposed to be fellas? Friends, it. friends. <laughs> getting uh, it in on a Thursday. Getting it in on says, a Thursday. He says, yes, beware the cheap guy and the guy who can start next week. Oh, yeah. That's another 
Good point too. Start when can too you soon. start? I'll start next guys week. That are Why are you available? so available? Yeah, leave that guy alone. Uh, Lumberjocks Danny agrees. He says key availability isn't always a good thing. It's a bad thing usually. So yeah, there's that too. Yeah. I like fishes better. I like fishes better too. High quality dudes or, or companies are are booked because they're high quality. Mm-hmm. Number Next. four. Don't not maintain your wood deck, your pressure treated deck. So there's a misnomer out there that people think like, because this is pressure treated, it means I don't have to maintain it ever. It's already been chemically treated to last forever. Mm-hmm. Not, not true. Not true. Uh, do you have to maintain it? Nope. I, your deck, I do guess not. With it. You also don't have to change the lint filter in your dryer. It'll light on fire have though. have to. Go for it. Don't. See what happens. You could trade your car in. All original parts. Yeah. You don't even the oil. have to change the oil in your car. Yep. It lasts works, longer if you do. Works a little bit better if you do. Yep. So this is a bit of a misconception. Da, it's da, da, it's da, not da. treated to last forever. It will not last forever. It's just like the first treatment's terrible. done. With cedar, it, you don't have the first layer of stain on. And with uh, pressure treated, you got your first coat. They give yeah. it to you. It's treated to resist, to resist rot and insects and mold. Yep. It's not guaranteed to not have those things. But it is because bare pine would rot away right away or spruce it would rot and it, like termites would eat it and fungus and mold would grow on it. It's W-O-U-L-D. It's a food wood. source for insects mold. and mold. Not wood, like not double O-D. How do you so, spell mold? M-O-L-D. M-O-L-D. Can't you spell it the other way too? M-O-U-L-D if you're molding something into clay. Ah. Like That's gear to shape it, not grow on it. Okay. So pressure tree decks do require maintenance if you want them to last and keep looking good because otherwise they're going to get dirty. They're going to twist. They're going to cup. They're going to crack. They're going to fall apart gradually over time. It's treated to help. It's not treated to be a permanent fix. So you do need to get out there and oil your deck ideally and to ensure that it's going to look better and stay like not rot away and last longer. That's all there is to it. I'm not passionate about this one. Let's move on. Okay. Number five. <laughs> that was a filler. Don't just a- hire any contractor. Oh yeah, hire the middle guy. <laughs> yeah, don't hire just any of them. Pick the one of them. No, what we're referring to here is <laughs> you guys just line up on the wall. I don't work with five foot guys, and I don't work with six foot four yeah. guys. Yeah, Scott, you're out. You're yeah. too tall. You tall guys, your center of gravity is a little bit too high. <laughs> asking for an accident to happen. <laughs> Uh, what we're talking about here is that there's lots of good contractors, but they don't necessarily know what they're doing when it comes to decks. So you may have worked with a guy who's done some renovations in your house before, and this is where (gasps) where this most commonly happens. Go Go ahead. You got a guy? Yeah. So we had this happen this year. The uh, homeowner came in, bought a very true, very expensive deck package and had an interior trim guy do it. And I was an interior trim guy. I was going to say, was that you? No, because I got out (laughs) of the game, but I, it was me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I built decks 10 years ago, I didn't build decks as good as like deck builders built them. Yeah. I was a trim guy. I had different brad nails. and That's right. I, I peeled and brad nailed the living snot out of everything because that's how you held things. I know yeah. now that it's not how you hold things, but it's just a different set of experiences yeah. and skills. But sure. there were no, there were no deck builders out there that were like, true deck builders that could hang a pocket door like I could hang a pocket door. Mm, exactly. That's a different thing. Those are different skill sets. They wouldn't even know where to start. And I was just like, that was no big deal. I could do that. 
And then it was like, go build a deck. And I was like, well, how hard can it be to build a deck? It's just a, and then pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> was that the sound of the Brad Nails going in or popping out? In. That was the first time. Okay. Pop, 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 pop. It's a crescendo. I was like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't use enough glue. I should have yeah. used more glue. Should have used more glue. Anyways, it just like, you're not... That's not their skill set. And it doesn't mean that they're bad contractors. No. It just means that they're like... They could be the best contractors. Yeah, I don't know that I'd go that far. I wasn't the best contractor. But I was pretty no, good. No, but you could be. You could be yeah. working with the best cabinet guy in the whole province. But that doesn't mean he's, his quality work is going to be the same when he builds a deck. It means he's the best cabinet guy yeah. in the whole mm -hmm. province. Mm -hmm. And just because he's good with tools and understands how to cut things accurately and everything else does not mean he has experience with the materials and like the install uh, practices, structures, of other things. load. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are not many cabinet guys <laughs> that have to worry about the like load transfer. Yeah. The, the boxes, like the yeah. house is there. So then just put the boxes in there. It holds the dishes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just hit the stud. <laughs> good. The pan go. head screw and you're good. It'll hold all the dishes. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about here because that's a scenario that pops up along lots and it's fine. Like, because people get a good it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> they, they get a good contractor and they like, and that is a feat in itself sometimes to get a good guy. So then you want to use him for everything because he's safe. It's like, I know he does good work. Yes but you should hire a decking contractor to do your deck or somebody that's open to learning some other practices. And so it's not that I was opposed to, to using proper fasteners. It's that I didn't know, but if somebody would have told me about it or somebody would have said, Hey, I think that like, you probably shouldn't be Brad nailing that. Have you talked to the guys at the lumberyard? Is that how they think you should do it? Mm -hmm. I would have, I would have went and talked to somebody. Yeah. Cause I know there's a good contractor that does a lot of home rentals and stuff and he shops at our store cause they do do some decks here and there, but uh, he's not on the tools and he was going to do his own house and he came up to me and I was like, he want he was going to buy some deck boards and I was like, do you need clips or anything? Like you need some clips to put these down? No, no, I don't need any clips. Okay. Cause you, and I just kind of dug a little bit cause I was like, why wouldn't you need the clips? And I was like, you have some then from leftover. He's like, no, no, I'm just going to, and I was like, well, here we go. He's like, I'm just going to put uh, put down uh, sheets of plywood and, and Brad nail it down. And I was like, no, don't do that. Why? Not on my watch, he said. Don't do that. Get the crown I'm stapler. I'm going to show you some clips. Get the crown yeah. stapler. Yeah. It doesn't have the holding strength. You need a staple. <laughs> um, I was like. Top and bottom. Here's the thing. He's like, he's like, why wouldn't I do that? And it's like, well, I because you're a flooring guy. How you put the flooring down is you nail down all the plywood and then you put the flooring on it. I get why that would make sense to you. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't work here. First of all, you're going to rot that plywood out in no time. And then you're going to rot the back of your deck boards out, putting tracks down on top of like on laying in water. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like you're, it's a recipe to fail two ways and you're going to experience it hard. Mm -hmm. Don't put the plywood on, get the clips. <laughs> They'll cost so as much easy. as the plywood did. Yep. Like you're not less, out any money. Less than that. Yeah, exactly. Less than the plywood. So okay. anyways. Good contractor doesn't know how to install decks. Not his thing. So get a deck builder. Get a deck builder, not just any contractor. Number six, don't be oblivious to what's going on with your project. And what we mean by this is pay attention to the progress because a good contractor is going to lay out the scope of work and, and, and a good homeowner is going to make sure that everybody's on the same page before everything starts. But... Sometimes there's changes. Sometimes there's miscommunication. It's a, and we are 
for sure not saying that you should be standing out hovering being a helicopter customer and like watching everything that they do. Yeah, don't stand. Get a chair. Your legs will get tired. But also, because some people, <laughs> some people are very different. That's what binoculars are for. <laughs> some people want to take holidays to make sure they're home while the contractors are working oh, so yeah. that they can sit there and watch. Don't be that guy. Other people are like, I'm going to be going on vacation so you guys can do it while I'm gone. Also, sometimes not the best idea. It's a good idea to at least be accessible if there's questions or changes that need to happen or, you know, if all of a sudden the contractor's like, oh, turns out we can't land stairs here where we had planned because something, we have to move them. You don't want to be the guy at the end that comes back from vacation or wasn't around and is like, why are the stairs over here? Because when we were digging around in your backyard, we uh, came up with a skeleton and nobody knows whose that is. So jobs uh, But we moved the stairs. We moved the stairs because we had to. We weren't allowed to put them there. It turns out there was a buried line or something, whatever the reason might be. Mm. Couldn't put them there. Had to move them over here. That's where the hot tub was going. Well, we didn't know you were putting a hot tub in. You were doing a hot tub? Well, now you... So it's just good to be aware of the progress of something so that if there is changes that are required to happen, the contractor can get your feedback. You need to be accessible during the project. Or you can provide the feedback or, or maybe once things start and you start... All of a sudden you see the deck get built and it's like, oh boy, I don't like actually how high that is here. I would like to put some privacy walls in the side instead. I didn't think yeah. I was going to do that. Better to know that as it's happening than to wait for the whole deck to be done Railing installed and then be like, shoot, we need privacy walls there. Now you got to rip all that railing out, pay for it and the new privacy walls, pay for the install, pay for the takedown, pay for the install again. Extra blocking, damage boards. Like, so it was my, I I believe this was mine. And at first you were like, what do you mean by don't be oblivious? And it was just like, it was just that. It was like, go out at the end of the day. Don't stand there. Shane's right. Don't stand there and watch your contractor. No contractor likes that. Don't hover. At the end of the day, walk around and have a look at the deck. Does it look like it's happening properly? Are you are you happy with this? Because if you're not happy with it, talk to your contractor and be like, I'm not happy with this. And maybe, maybe the contractor has a reason. It's like, oh, you know what? That's only step one of, of mm-hmm. three steps and we'll get to the rest of that. That's okay. Uh, if you have a contractor that won't walk you through that process, you have the wrong contractor, Yep. right? You should have somebody that'll help you with that. They shouldn't be intimidated by you asking questions. They should... Yep. They should be craft. They should be well versed in their craft that they can, they can walk you through all of this stuff. No big deal. So, just like just follow along so that if there are changes that happen or, or need to happen, that it can happen in the proper sequence. Like Shane was saying, you want to add a privacy wall that requires some extra blocking and it requires a little bit of you know change of framing slightly. Mm-hmm. It's easier to do that during framing stage so pop in in the evening yeah make a couple of like ask a couple of questions send your contractor an email don't call him at eight o'clock at night he's now with his family yeah don't like because this did kind of actually come up recently on one of our managed installs and smaller project but the but the the issue the same this could have been prevented there was a small deck we were doing that had a bar table to it component to it and it was on the side of the deck which means the bar table would have been facing to the yard but that's where the homeowner wanted it they didn't want Mm. it in the front of the deck so that's where we planned to build it and so being a small deck it happened pretty quick it was like a day and a half to build this whole thing and i heard through secondhand through the landscaper who was working there not anybody else that the homeowners that actually said to them at point once that bar table was built had said like boy, we kind of wish that actually ended up on being on the front because now we didn't realize that sitting here, we'd be like, we'd be staring across at our other neighbor's deck. Right. We're, like, we're right here. I think we would have actually rather had that point in the yard maybe, which was discussed, but they decided not to, but until they saw it. So, but where that could have been maybe prevented is if they were a little bit 
more accessible or, or home while that happened or something, they could have went outside and, and identified that before they got too far along. But unfortunately mm-hmm. it didn't happen until it was done. And now of course you don't want to pay to remove that. And like, there's a whole bunch to change it now. Big job Yeah. to change it when they just started framing it to identify it then could have been like a quick and see, simple, easy move. Yeah. But so th- those kinds of things, right? Yeah. This sounds like a really good thing. Maybe that contractors should also be thinking about being like, maybe I should walk you around at the end of the day or, so or there putting are some guys huge that design absolutely. things in, Some right? guys yeah. do that. They like wait. There are some contractors that wait, like they kind of work till 5.30 because yeah. they want to walk through the job at the end of the day with the customer. Customer comes home from work. Obviously this is pre-COVID time. Yeah. Right. But the like the customer comes home from work and then they walk through it at the end of the day. Okay. How, how is it? How does this look? This is what happened. Are you happy with this? This is what we did today? Because I know when I was building too, sometimes I don't have a specific example, but sometimes there's things that I would identify. Sounds like you're making it up. In, yeah, I am. Sometimes there's things that I would identify during the build like, well, that's not exactly how I envision it. Or when I did this, I didn't realize that that tree was so close or like yeah. when you're up mm. on the deck, it was going to be so in the way and maybe we should move that. Like there's, <laughs> so then I cut it wanna, down. Oh, you yeah. cut the tree down. Yeah. I cut the tree down. It was in the way. I so you want to be able to run that My by dad the customer. planted that. One. And if they're in Mazatland mm-hmm. during the build, you have no way to do that. So then you're just like, shoot, do we just follow the plan? And then they're not going to be happy with that either. So that's the reason. Okay. That's the reason. Uh, number seven is related to this. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And so I touched on this just briefly, but yeah. And this kind of goes back to the whole, like getting three quotes and not understanding them either. Don't be afraid right at that point to ask the questions. Don't, don't go into something blind because you're afraid to ask a question and just assume that it's going to be, it's going to work out or be the way that you want it to be. If you don't understand it, get some clarity on it, right? Just ask the questions. Why is your quote loader? What's not being included? Why mm-hmm. is your quote higher? Why, what is being included? How do you do things differently? Why did you decide to move the stairs? Like why mm-hmm. do you think like in your experience building decks, do you think that this is a good place for you to put this? Like, don't just, don't be afraid to ask those questions. Being blind to it doesn't solve anything. Yeah. I often relate this to, to like when you're going to turn at an intersection, you see a vehicle coming and it's like, it's close. So you turn and just don't look again. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if I don't see it, if I don't see it, it's not going to happen. And then it's like, don't hit me. And then we're all good. I don't need to know how close you actually got to me. Just keep going. Like, don't be that. Yeah. <laughs> like take the extra look. So, but also there's ways to ask these things, right? So as a contractor, don't be condescending. Don't be an ass. You know what I mean? Like when you ask me a question, come like, approach the question as if you're talking to an expert. Cause that's, that's why you've hired me yeah. or the contractor. You've decided that I'm better suited to build this than you were. So then when something changes, assume that I knew what I was doing, that I changed that for a reason. So don't, don't come in and be like, the stairs were supposed to be here. If you come in that hot, it's over. Like I'm, I already don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you say, Hey, I see that the stairs are in a different spot. There's obviously something happened. Can you, Walk me through the process. Like, what? Why are the stairs over there? Yeah, I'll walk you through the process. Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, we had, we decided to put them there because oh, <laughs> there was a body there, so we just put that back. We covered <laughs> it up. It's underneath those pads. Nobody will know. There'll be an extra ten thousand dollar charge. Though. I'm not telling anybody. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna anyway. refer to that as hush money. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so that's all it is. Be clear about what's happening. Um, yeah. 
don't be afraid to clear things up. It's because it's easier to get those questions answered because if, if, because if there is a miscommunication, it's expensive to not know that ahead of time. Yeah. So yeah. Sure and just don't be like, page. don't be grumpy about it. Just ask the questions and yep. get, get an understanding. Yeah. NFDI on the Instagram says, don't ever come in hot like that. Nope. We've talked about this quite a bit in the store. The customers that come in hot for no good reason. Like they, well, I shouldn't say for no good reason. They may have a reason to be upset. Maybe something didn't go right. Maybe they uh, almost expectations weren't met. They almost always have reason. That's the right. thing. They're not mad because mm-hmm. for no reason. It wasn't like, this is going exceptional. I'm going to roll in and start screaming. <laughs> yeah. But often, like in my opinion, they can be more escalated about something than is appropriate reaction to what's actually happened. Like, you're missing, you were supposed to get 35 deck boards and you counted 34 in your lawn. There is no need to come in flying hot. Right. Nobody's trying to F you again. It <laughs> might've just been a simple mistake. You could just phone in and be like, Hey, I just noticed like my delivery came out and I'm short one board. Within okay. 48 hours. <laughs> oh, okay. No problem. And most yeah. people would be more than happy to fix that mistake. If it was a mistake, like get clarity of what happened fix it yeah. and you're more than willing to, help to do that but you walk in and be like you sons of bitches like you're trying to steal from me the person like, who's i am yeah. now the person <laughs> who's trying to help you goes on the defensive immediately and is mm-hmm. like screw this guy like i am not spending any extra effort out of my day to fix this oh, yeah. holes yeah. issue like like i'll get to it when i get to it like you want to treat me like that there's no chance i'm going the extra mile for you you have to deliver these boards to me uh nope I was about no, to, I don't. but I'm not anymore. Now it's versus like, the guy who's like, "Hey, I guys. know this is like, I know this is a big request, you guys. I don't expect you to do this, but is there any chance you can get this out today? I'm willing to try. You betcha. I am. But if you throw down some sort of entitled position that we owe, we supposed to do this for you because you said so. Like then I'm just like, nope, schedule's full. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> like, and it's funny how that changes. More flies with honey. Mm-hmm. Say right because I remember that your contractor or the store, they're the people that have the things you want. Mm. Don't like be nice. to I can, I can choose how fast you get that glass and how fast you get those boards. And, and it's like, if, if you're mean to me, that's fine. Like you'll get it. You'll absolutely get your product. I promise you just on my time, not yours. So NFDI again, Kevin says you just prioritize yourself as a low Priority with that nasty tone of yours. Yeah. He's yeah. talking about Wade. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You, not the top priority. Uh, low but priority. that's right. That's like, so you want to help people who are plate and gentle, like uh, not gentle, plate and respectful <laughs> what way does, more than you're wanting to Yeah, but what does happen sometimes is that it's like, you also have the, the token, like if there's somebody in your store or our store and they're screaming at us, I want to do whatever I can to get them out of the store. I want it over with. Yeah. I want that done. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I will help those people faster because I want them gone, like over with, but begrudgingly, right? I'd rather help the person that was friendly. Yeah. So number eight, don't grind your contractor. And if you listen like to on the dance floor, if you listen to last week's episode, the, we talked about to Brandon about, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't bid for jobs. He doesn't feel like a week ago since yeah, we did that like a week ago. It's been a while. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't play that game. He doesn't go and be like, throw in a bid against a bunch of other contractors and play the game. He's basically taking the position of, here's what we do. Here's the price. You're welcome to hire us if this works for you. And if not, that's fine. On to the next. Mm-hmm. Then we're not the right, right uh, position for you. So what I'm saying with this, you get three con, you get three prices, let's say, and you decide like you want the quality of the high guy. You're like, well, clearly he's better than everybody else. 
but you think that he should do it for less, don't do that. If you absolutely must save the money, go with the cheaper guy and take your licks. That's what you get for that. Yeah, or change your product or, or, or yeah. change your size. Find another Approach way to get there. Approach the expensive guy and say, this is slightly out of what I had budgeted. Yeah. yeah. And well, don't, and just say, is there, identify some things like that you are going to give up as a customer and that contractor might give some stuff up on his end or her end. Do not go in and be like, you're going to build the exact same deck for less. Propose that you build a different deck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe I use different quality product. Maybe I use a smaller deck. Maybe we do this in stages and I don't do that privacy wall now. Maybe I do the fire. Like this is he's the part. A, he's always jumping ahead. Right. <laughs> and there goes nine, 10, nine, 11. So what are those? because <laughs> you keep secrets you don't tell me no you they were yours to you made those ones <laughs> oh i blacked out <laughs> but anyways that's a some a common response for some people is like well i got other quotes can you do it for the same as that guy no just nope. hire that guy then. hire that guy mm-hmm. it just puts this is a partnership this is a relationship that needs to work for both parties and if you start with that you've already soured that relationship even if you end up deciding to pay what that guy's worth and you decide to go forward there's still a bit of a bad taste in your mouth because he tried to pull that crap at the start because that's how he approached it. But to your point, it, there is absolutely nothing wrong with saying like, we really would want, we really want to work with you because you of the three we t- talked to, you definitely seem like the most qualified. It's a bit above our budget. What are some things we can do to bring our budget down? And, and the contractor would be more than willing to say like, well, here's some options. We don't have to use Trex Transcend. We could use Trex Enhanced Naturals. That's going to save you $2,000 here. We could use, you know, aluminum rail instead of composite rail, and that's going to save you another $3,000 here. Mm-hmm. And now we're at your budget. Great. Sounds great. And that could be the end of it. And then you everybody's in, still happy. You came in friendly. You didn't come in hot, right? Yep. And so that now we want to work with you. We want to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The but reason if, they bid the job was because they wanted to do the job. So just change the scope a little bit. Yeah. And to Brandon's point, if you force a contractor or try to grind him into doing it for less than he's worth or less than he can afford to do it for. And he has to accept the job for some reason because he's got to keep his guys paid was the example of brand new. Yeah. There's a lull and you get a, you go into that job just disgruntled and hating being on that job from the get go, which is going to be reflected in the quality of your work. And then that contractor is also going to be far less likely and open to any suggestions you have going forward mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. now you're the pain in the ass who's just grinding me for everything. So you might come out with a completely innocent request and be like, shoot, I don't think we actually want those stairs there anymore. Can you move them over here? Nope. And he's going to think right away, you're asking me to do that for free. Like you, yeah. you're just, you just keep asking and taking and taking and taking and he's just going to be pissed off that you even asked. <laughs> it doesn't need to be that way. Mm-hmm. Pay them what they're worth, what they put the quote in at, or choose somebody different or change the scope of the work. Do not grind the guy and, and ruin the relationship right out the gate. It's not good for anybody. Okay. Okay. Are you good? That one was tough, hey? Nope. I was really good at that one. Number nine. I was also really good at the building inspector one. Want to talk about it again? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Stupid inspectors. What does this one mean? Number nine, number 10. They look very similar. Don't be afraid to wait. Oh, mm. so I think, uh, <gasps> I know what this one was. I you did nine. Yeah, I didn't. You did nine. I didn't do nine. So I what I was 10. referring to on that one is this kind of ties back into the budget thing again. You want a deck today, but maybe you can't afford the deck that you want today. Don't be afraid to put that off a little bit until you can save some money to afford the deck you want because it's better to wait. Or come bit. to the ultimate deck shop and use our financing <laughs> program. Right. Yeah, or that. 
But this deck's going to be on your For house. the low, low price of $123 a month. Yeah. <laughs> this is a 30-year decision. And so don't compromise and be unhappy with that decision. For 30 years. Because you need to scale things back to not what you really want today if you can't afford it. Is this based on your first year, first marriage experience? Is that what you're... Whoa. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, I don't understand how it ties in, but I'm always up for a first marriage joke. So um, what I'm saying is that some people have gone back away. They disappear and then they come back later and said, we just couldn't afford it at the time. So we decided to like take a year off and, and save up and do it now. That's so good. And that's a, that's a really smart attitude is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was Kate Campbell that was at one of our home shows speaking one time. And she said the same thing. Like, don't just like... If you want, don't you, she basically was telling people, don't use pressure treated. If you can't afford a composite deck right now, wait until you can, was her position. Because you're never going to be happy with the, the treated deck that you might have done if you actually want, sorry, I shouldn't say don't ever tri- do treated. I'm saying don't settle for it if you really had your heart set on the composite. And then be like, ah, this is all we can afford, so do it. Maybe you should just wait the year, save up a bit more money and get what you want so you don't have any regrets. Yeah. You don't want any buyer's remorse. And this is not something that you can change easily, right? Like you're not going to build a deck and then redo it two years from now or you could, but it's going to cost you a lot more money. You want to be yeah. sure that what you've done is something you're going to be happy with. So it might be worth it to wait a little bit. Don't be afraid to wait and get what you want as opposed to uh, skimping now and regretting it. Yeah. And then so number 10 was my approach to that and was like, just do it in stages. And so, because there's obviously a couple ways to just skin a cat you're allowed to say that kevin friend fti says is this a podcast that will be up guys i want to force new clients to listen to it yep they all up. go up no this one's just staying in, in oh the, this is in-house one it's in that yeah you better phone your clients uh, right now <laughs> tell them to go on instagram follow the ultimate <laughs> shop um yeah it'll be up but it won't be up until uh two weeks from now when we record it today today it's up now <laughs> it's already up you're listening to it <laughs> except for on the live <laughs> If you're on the alive, you've uh, yeah, you found yeah, a way to go back in time. This is next week's episode, so it won't be posted until next week. Um, number ten, final number one, number ten, number ten. See you later. Oh, I already final one. I said it while you were reading Kevin's comment. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, I you did? did. It was just a. So oh, I said, say it out loud. There was. I did say it out. No, loud. no, say it out loud again. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I knew I said it. It was out loud. Okay. Um, so it was much like your point of you're saying to wait, and I was proposing that there are a couple ways to skin a cat and you could do the deck in stages. And so if you didn't have enough moolahs to build the deck, then you could do it in stages. But that only works if the deck actually is a stageable project. Stageable project. If it's a 10 by 10 and you want it to be can we composite? do the first 5 by 2 now and then add on to it later? Can we just... My it's, neighbor's doing that. Really? Yeah, like her front porch. She's been doing it for like four years. Nothing wrong with that. She just got the framing done one year and then just the stairs done the next year. Oh, that's, that's not what we really mean by stage. <laughs> like you should finish the this year. She put stage on railing. one to completion. Um, this is funny how we wrote this. It's like number nine, don't be afraid to wait. Number 10, don't wait. Don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> what don't we wait. Made, do it now. <laughs> what this point actually is, is don't wait until the last minute to get this to, to oh, kick yeah. your project off. Yeah, you. Yeah. Don't like if you're thinking you want to build a deck this April, don't wait until April to start phoning around. Get, oh, get booked into the queue. So this like, sorry, oh, this is part my, of this. Do you this think part my of this. stage it was supposed to be a nine? It was supposed to be part of nine. Yeah. Oh. Don't be afraid to. So number nine was don't be afraid to wait until you can afford to do what you want to do or 
or, if it's a stageable project, you can tackle stage one now. And people do this all the time. Right. Right. They got a two tier deck. It's like, well, we really want to get like, we can only afford this so much right now. Let's build the top tier. So we have access to the barbecue. We have a little place outside, but the part that goes down around the pool, that my, can wait till next. My yeah. dog's really got to get outside and have a pee. And that first step is a lot for him. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. just a dash hound. He can't make the first five foot step. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So don't be afraid to, to wait until you can afford what you want or do it in pieces Fine. so that, yeah. All right. Number 10. Number 10 is don't wait till the last minute to book this stuff in. Cause that's what people do all the time. It's like, they don't want to do something until they're ready to do it. Right. That's when they plan. It. Actually. And as we know, planning is, is like, everything. I think this is actually number 11 and your OCD is going to just. Oh no. Now we need 12. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're 20. You're going to be able to sleep tonight with that? 11. Like a baby. Cause I'm the guy who titles these. It's going to be 10. No matter how many. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be top 10. Uh, top 10. Yeah. So, Every single freaking year in the middle of June, somebody walks in and says, I got a wedding in July and I want to get the deck done. And it's like, hopefully it's next July because you're you're not getting a contractor this fast. And like, I just, it just bugs me. It's like, you know that you're doing the project. So if you walk into a store, Home Depot, Ultimate Deck Shop, Lowe's, Rona, it's, it is in the middle of absolute pure heyday for building decks and fences. Yeah. Don't think that you're getting a deck in two weeks from now. Like maybe you can, maybe, like maybe you're lucky enough that somebody's able to pull the estimate off fast enough and turn it around. And, but but like, you also, you also walk in and you make it my problem uh, and it's not my problem. It's not my fault that you wait. You knew the wedding was happening two years ago you've waited until like it doesn't mean you have to have all the money you unless it was check true today. love at first sight yeah, maybe maybe, maybe they met june yeah, yeah. and they really but still not my problem <laughs> right like if they come in and put that on you it's like you're giving that to me and now it's my problem try to and you're pressuring me to try to solve this problem for me but this is your own doing kind of yeah. thing and i'm gonna because I want to make everybody happy, I'm going to go and try to do this. And then I'm going to call the contractors and be like, can you squeeze this in? And then you're going to, we're going to make it their problem. Yeah. Stress them out. Now I'm stressed. They're stressed. Everybody's rushing. We're bound to miss something. We're trying to make it happen too fast. It's just better to come in and have that plan ready. So, like we have some people that they slow play it for four years. You're in the middle of talking to a guy right now who is, he is planning for next year and he's doing it right now. Yes. There's a few people that are Round planning cool. for next year. And so it also seems silly sometimes when they come in in July of this year and it's like pandemonium mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we want to get our design done and stuff. It's like, can I do this in September? <laughs> can I do this in September, please? Cause like, if you're not in a rush, like now's not the time either, but, but, but it's like, better to get on the radar now. Yeah. Right. Sure. Or get on the radar in October or November. I always think that if you, if you really want, this is, if you think that you're going to get the best deck possible, talk to me in the fall because I've spent an entire summer honing in my skills. We're like, we're firing on all cylinders throughout the summer. And so like, I like my estimates are likely as accurate as they're ever going to be in the fall. And I know what the products are. I know what the availability is. And so if you want to get on the radar for a project next year, come talk to us in the fall because we know what's going on. We like, it's like the brain's working and we're in that mindset. And so like, let's plan it. Let's get that material list punched out. We'll get you a ballpark price because the reason I say it's a ballpark is where the prices are all going to change in the, in the spring. Yeah. But at least you have an idea, give or take 5%. 
10%, right? And so you have a you have the winter to go through the budget. Then we can slow play through the winter. You can make some changes. We can play with some 3D rendering, blah, blah, blah. And then, but then you're ready first to on the list yeah. in the when spring. The, when the contractors are ready to start booking people, you're there. Come you're in in one. February, put down a deposit, or March, put down a deposit, and, and you're the first deck going out in the spring. Because the other fired up time is like just before... Winter's coming, right? I All of a sudden, you get a rush of people like, well, we want to get done before the snow flies. And it's like, yeah, but you you didn't walk in here until October. Mm -hmm. Like, it might snow next week sometimes in October, or it could be December. We don't know. But you're running in here at the end of the year trying to squeeze it in. Like, you should have come in earlier in the year and planned this out a bit better. So that's just like, it's just going to make everybody's lives easier if you don't leave everything to the last minute. You're right. Planning is everything. Right? It's deck building season, not deck planning season. That's Right? right. Deck planning season is the not the deck building season. That's right. There's two seasons in building, deck building and planning. Planning and building. <laughs> what a way to what a way to end that. I was gonna tell Beautiful. a I was gonna tell a golf story, but I'll wait. Yeah, we only have two minutes left. Unlikely, I remember. You can tell a golf story. So the golf story is like when oh, you when on. you go to the when you go to the driving <laughs> range. Yeah, yeah I only got two minutes on this. One. Yeah, yeah. This will be quick. When you go to a driving range, you work on your golf game, and then when you're when you're golfing, you're not working on your swing. You're like you've done the work, mm-hmm. right? And so you're just hitting the shot. And so that's the same deck planning, deck building. Not me. I, I do the, you're working on I'm stuff. I'm Googling how to swing <laughs> while I swing. Time's up. Watching some videos. <laughs> uh, Instagram question for a comment from S H Dex plus good point. Referencing people who want composite, but only want to pay for pressure treated. I've had three clients so far this year that I actually convinced to not do pressure treated and save to get what you want. Believe it or not, there are some people out there that actually appreciate that you pointed them pointed that out to them. Yeah. Yep. So it might sound like you're talking yourself out of work, but uh, like they'll hire you to do it when they're ready. Yep. Right? That's right. Because you didn't try to grab all of their monies. Yep. So that's yeah. good. Be a good human. That can happen out there. Anything else, Wade? You got any more stories you want to share today? Nope, that's it. No? Okay. One hour, 20 minutes. We were only supposed to be 45 on that one. Well, I don't know that anybody put out the hard stop on it, did Bryce they? did. Uh, well, no, I didn't. I'm just making the He's running out of comment. batteries. He's just Turn just on the saying. song. Let's go. Okay, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, See you in next week, we're going to get to some uh, heat weeks. test stuff. I think we're going to talk about next oh, week. Yeah, I think that'll test. probably be next week. Let's do it. Hey, do some results next week. Oh, yeah, that'll definitely. be a good one. Yeah. Okay, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye. Head to YouTube, of course, as we always say. Lots of stuff getting pushed there. Lots of content. It's valuable. Check it out. See you next week. You've been listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Brought to you by the Ultimate Deck Shop. Shop with us at www.ultimatedeckshop.com or check us out at all the social networks we can keep up with. Hit us up for any collaboration or sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening.